From the latest community news to informative, entertaining reads for travelers and the cannabis curious, just visit your local Black Press Media community newspaper website to sign up today. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. Education is an issue that's always top of mind, and that's our focus today. Joining us is the current superintendent of School District 69, Qualicum. He comes to our area from School District 83, North Okanagan, Shushwap, and has previously worked in the Cowichan Valley, Sea to Sky, Prince Rupert, and Fraser Cascade as a principal, vice principal, senior staff member, and superintendent. Welcome, Peter Jory. Great to be here. Thank you. You've done some homework. (laughs) I listed quite a variety of stops there. Can you tell us a little bit more about your background and why you decided to become an educator? Oh, sure. I come from a family of educators. Uh, Both my parents were teachers. My dad went on to be a principal and then a superintendent. My sisters are teachers. My uncle's a teacher. Grandmother was a teacher. She went to normal school and uh, ended up teaching foods. My grandfather was a school custodian when he wasn't farming or, or running a store. So come by it naturally. I think I rejected it for a while, and uh, I went to university and tried a bunch of other things. My dad likes to talk about the phone call where I said, I guess educators have educators, and gave into it at some point, and then it's been both feet in ever since. You grew up on the island? We've, we've done some stints in a number of places. I mean, in this business, to move up, often it means to move around, and it started off in Osuyas, and then uh, when I was eight, we moved to Duncan. I went to Alexander Elementary. I uh, was there from 75 to 79, so then I can now tell how old I am now. <laughs> do math. Being from a family of educators, I can relate. My sisters are both teachers. little side note, you actually were out for dinner with my sister over the weekend. It's a small world moment. Very small world, yes. What's it like growing up in a family of educators? You know, you, you get an insight into what the system looks like from the people who are running it and involved in it every day. And I think for me, it really gave me this drive around the importance of education, the school system, to be that great egalitarian machine. It's supposed to, you know, lift everybody up and give everybody that opportunity that is so critical. And I'm hardwired that way now. And so unlike people who come from other kinds of endeavors and work their way in and have to be acclimatized to that kind of way of seeing it, I think that was a part of me from a very young age. What made you decide to move into administration? I like teaching. It was fun and kids were fun. And I mean, I, I really enjoyed that engagement. I like coaching basketball. I like being outside for PE. I like being my, in my English classroom. I just, I loved all that stuff. But I always was curious about how the big decisions were being made, you know. And I uh, often sat there in meetings listening to somebody describe what we were going to be doing next. And I was curious about that, how we get there. And so I sort of working my way into those conversations, trying to get close to the decisions. And I think I felt comfortable there, and I think I felt like it was uh, it was certainly meeting a need, and I was doing some good, and I just kind of kept going and worked my way through and had some success, and, and here we are. Is it rewarding, and how is it different than the rewards from perhaps being a teacher? Well, you're in a lot of meetings, and you have to <laughs> you have to brace yourself for that. There's no way around it. So you got to like talking to people. You got to like talking about the topics you know that are on the table. You have to be able to have a lot of ideas in your head at the same time and shift from thing to thing to thing. You know, and have some ability to do that. Really, the skill 
is a lot like teaching in that regard. I mean, in order to be an effective teacher, you've got to read the room, you've got to connect with people, you've got to be adaptable. And so taking that skill from that classroom environment into administration, into into a leadership role, there is a translation there that can occur. But I think you have to get your satisfaction from different things. You don't get it from specific uh, successes like that, you know, those light bulb moments we like to talk about in the classroom. You have to take your success from systemic change, you know, larger statistical gain, you know, more positive reviews around how the system is moving forward. And uh, some of those things can be a little bit abstract. We've mentioned off the top a, a variety of stops that you've made. Are there unique aspects to the culture between each region? One of the things I remarked upon when I got here and I started talking to people was how the issues are the issues, the conversations are the conversations as you go from system to system and and where the emphasis is or where you are in that particular journey is different no matter where you are. But generally speaking, the the things are the things. But culturally, yeah, every place has different nuances to it. I think one of the things that uh, this region is known for is a place to go for a holiday in the summertime and it's known as a retirement community the rest of the year. But we do have a vibrant school system here. We do have young people here. We do have families here. And one of the challenges, of course, is space to live. I know that uh, Mayor Maine talks about this quite a bit, finding a way to expand the possibilities of you know, people moving here between the ages of 25 to 55 so we can keep that workforce alive, right? And so that's a different kind of a challenge. And we certainly feel that in the school system as well. Recruiting is a challenge because of uh, the shortage of housing. The West Coast Traveler is an adventure in itself with content created by professional journalists and amazing photos provided by our readers. WestCoastTraveler.com is the newest travel network exploring all corners of Western Canada and the U.S. You'll see stunning photos and videos, read engaging travel features from around Western Canada and the U.S., experience all the West Coast has to offer. Begin planning your next adventure. Visit WestCoastTraveler.com. You mentioned when we talked last week about a pair of provincial endeavors that are focused on our Indigenous learners. Can you talk a little bit more about those and, and why are they so important? Our Indigenous people are a significant part of the population and they've been here for a long, long time, time immemorial, as they say, as the, the culture that's moved in and kind of taken over. I mean, it's long overdue that we're you know, more knowledgeable, more respectful and more supportive and that we gear our system to this distinct population that deserves our respect and our attention. A good part of the system's been tuned into this for some time. The province is really moving in that direction. The Ministry of Education is making our Indigenous learners a priority and has been for a number of years. But one of the recent triggers for all this is, of course, the discovery of the bodies of children that were in our residential school system across the country. And it started with the 215 in Kamloops. Not shocking to a number of us who've been educated on this, but a good portion of the population was kind of confronted with this as a challenge to our past as Canadians and recognizing that all this stuff that people have been kind of mentioning, talking about, that has been important to certain groups of people, well, there it is. You can't ignore it anymore. And so there is a bit of momentum here that we can gain from these discoveries, and I think we need to do that. On the other side of the coin is, where did you think they were? What did you think people were talking about? And the frustration that comes from that, and of course the hurt. And I, as educators or system leaders, it's we need to be respectful and move in a way that works for everybody involved and not be too 
argy about it because now we have this, you know, this thing to deal with, right? That's a tough uh, line to walk. It really is. Do you believe that we're making progress and how much more needs to be done? Well, we are and we aren't. The system is that much more sensitive. Indigenous ways of knowing embedded in our curriculum now. We are doing a lot of learning with our staffs to, to kind of move everybody forward. And our educators are embracing this to their credit. The results, though, they need to get better. You know, sometimes we talk about the gap between Indigenous learners and our non-Indigenous learners. And that gap is closing, but it's closing too slowly. As I've often said in meetings, we know we're not there. If we ask our Indigenous learners you know, if they're comfortable in our school system and the answers look different, than our non-Indigenous learners, we know we're not there. And if we look at our results and our grad rates or our numeracy results are not the same as our non-Indigenous learners, well, we know we're not there yet. And so I don't know when we're going to be there, but I know that because of those two indicators, we're not yet, and we've got to keep pushing. We often talk about learning with the children. How much learning do teachers do? You know, it can vary from teacher to teacher, but uh, we have a number of days that uh, are set aside for teacher learning across the school year. And it's something that's very interesting to people during the calendar process. Why so many days, right? And I, I certainly hear that a lot. Now, the school year has actually expanded a number of years ago to accommodate those days, and that's not common knowledge, and people think that it's sort of taken out. And every once in a while, there's an event that causes you to, you know, move time out of learning time for adults. But that space is there for a reason, and that is that the, the act of teaching is very complicated. The curriculum is changing. Our expectations for people are changing. We're trying to move the system forward, so it's incredibly important that people have an opportunity to you know, sharpen the tools in their toolkit, so to speak, and, and uh, be ready to take on new challenges. Uh, and we put in sessions all the time. I mean, we're COVID aside, after-school sessions, additional sessions where we give teachers release time, this is really important to us as a system. That was one of the reasons that I asked is, you know, you often hear a lot of complaints about Pro-D days, but teachers really are learning all the time. Yeah, absolutely. We try to make those opportunities as uh, available as possible. You know, I, I'm married to a civilian, as I say, so I've heard all about it, right? What, another Pro-D day? You know, I'm used to this conversation for sure. Along the lines of learning, you were working through a doctoral program at the University of Kansas. How is that going? It was going really well for quite a long time. I was really into it. Uh, it's incredibly immersive doing reading in the morning when I got up. Basically, it would take up most of Saturday, part of Sunday, and I didn't have a lot of time left over for other endeavors. Then I got into the process of applying for this job, you know, getting the job, doing all the communications, selling the house, you know, packing the house, buying a house, all this stuff, and I was just exhausted. And I got here and, um, and jumped right into the job in August, really steep learning curve around a new environment. And so I've actually reached out to uh, my advisor and said, look, I need a break. I'm not on top of it right now. I just need to stop. And so he said, fine. This is, this is Yang Zhao, by the way, who's a fairly famous uh, researcher and writer. Anyway, I've just got a series of emails from the, the department chair. I said, hang on, you're not really supposed to take breaks. <laughs> <laughs> and so I have a meeting with her on Friday, and I think the conversation will be about how I re-engage again. What do you see as the most important aspect of your new position? I think for us in system leadership, it's determining what the vision should be, where we need to go as an organization, and to be able to message that effectively. But more importantly, it's about how to get that translated into change of practice and activity on the ground, in the classrooms, 
Part of it is being able to clearly express what needs to happen, and that means gathering the information, you know, all that process, you know, what is it that we're supposed to be doing, why are we doing this, encapsulating that into clear talking points and making sure people hear and understand that and that they agree with it. I mean, some of the stuff that we do, I don't think there's really much to debate. It's just important work, and when people understand what uh, is expected, they're typically on board. And then the more important piece is probably giving them the tools to get there. How do I do this? You know, what learning do I need? What kind of support do I need? That's what people start to talk about more so than direction. And so my job details making sure that this happens from big idea down to a result on the ground and the success that our kids will have as a result. Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media. You can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. Have you had any discussions with your predecessor, Dr. Kevin Elder? Yeah, he said to do this podcast because it was a lot of fun <laughs> for starters. Now, he no, he did a really nice job touring me around and introducing me to people, uh, giving me some insight into the culture of our system, the community, and our, and our different schools. Of course, he left me a lot of examples, documents, and so on. That, uh, I haven't actually talked to him lately, though. Uh, he's been on vacation uh, to start the school year, which was a nice, healthy thing to do. And then he and his wife have moved. Uh, but we're going to connect here in a few weeks. What type of challenges has the COVID-19 pandemic presented, both currently and moving forward? And how are the children adapting? It's a good thing that children are adaptable because that's been the part that's probably gone the best overall. It's been hard. You know, right from the get-go, there's been this uh, necessity to be adaptable and just shift and shift and shift and shift and shift and keep on shifting. That's the part that, you know, is going to warn everybody down. There's been lots of time taken and planning and meeting and, and communicating every single kind of piece of this as we've moved forward. Most recently, the challenge has been that there was an expectation that we would be kind of free and clear once the vaccines took hold. Right. And that we would be back to normal or near normal and, and that we wouldn't have to wear masks and and there'd be this burst of energy and positivity. And that's been pushed down the road a little bit. We can do some things we couldn't do before. We can have sports teams. We can have more meetings, you know, so we can do our work a little bit more effectively. But we're missing a little bit of that spark that we were hoping to have. And people are tired. Even just the pieces that we have to still do, and there are a number of them, that wears people out. That little anxiety is tiring, you know, that little little extra thing, the little extra concerns that you always have to kind of deal with on a day-to-day basis, that's tiring. And so it's important for us all to kind of just gather ourselves and stay positive. I think our staff has done an amazing job. Teachers are doing an amazing job on the ground. Parents have been very supportive, and the kids keep right on moving. I'm really astounded how well it's gone overall, considering the challenge. You're obviously a very busy man, but... If you have any spare time, what do you enjoy doing? I was an avid golfer before I took up the, the doctoral process. In my break, I've been playing a little bit more often and badly, as I like to say. But I'm going to have to take a bit of a pause with that as I get back to my studies. But that's kind of what I do. I spend a lot of time. I try to see my parents as much as possible now that I'm close. And my wife and I, we like Netflix. And finally, uh, a real probing question here. What is the best Halloween candy? Well, all these questions, that's the one that I was most challenged with. Uh, (laughs) um, I don't really have a sweet tooth. 
So every once in a while I'll break down and eat something, but I, I don't really like candy. I will eat chocolate. I'm gonna say Kit Kat. That's probably the one that I'll pick up and eat if I see it sitting there. Excellent. The correct answer is Mini Three Musketeers, but nonetheless a good choice. Hope I, hope I got the rest of the answers right. Peter, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me. This is fun. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com.